You're listening to the Viva La Mami podcast, a podcast about all things motherhood. I'm your host, Jessica Cuevas. I am a mother of one on a mission to redefine the meaning of motherhood as a first-generation, bilingual, and bicultural Latina mommy. Regardless if we feel like a failure from time to time, or if we succeeded with the little things in our motherhood journey, it is important to celebrate all of these experiences as madres. So bring your cafecito as I invite you to be a part of this space and create raw and honest conversations about the exciting and challenging parts of being a mommy. Ahora, vámonos. Hola, hola, amiga. Happy Mother's Day. Feliz Día de las Madres, especialmente a las madres mexicanas y latinoamericanas on this very special day, which is May 10th, el día 10 de mayo. A lot of mamis celebrate this special day, even if we are in the U.S. I know that I will be celebrating with my mom y mi abuelita today, but I also want to acknowledge all the mothers out there, especially as we're heading towards May 14th, 2023, which is Mother's Day. So I thought Being that this week is full of celebrations as we celebrate each other as mamas, although I believe that every day is Mother's Day. However, I understand that this is the one day that we are truly recognized and we better be recognized. And so I thought, you know what, let's do a Mother's Day edition solo episode just so that I can share a little bit more about kind of like what it means to be a mama, especially for me. I feel like there have been many valuable lessons learned as a new mom. I still consider myself a new mom. I have a toddler, Dee, who is two years old, and I am currently pregnant of our second baby. And really, I just want to share what those lessons were as a new mom. So for any new mamas out there who are celebrating your first Mother's Day, congratulations, felicidades. I'm also going to share how I learned or what I learned really from my first child and essentially what I'm doing now as I prepare for bebe numero dos. So I just want to kind of keep you all up to date with what I'm currently doing, how I'm managing all of this, how we are both preparing, my husband and I, Alex, how we're both preparing for baby number two and extending our family. So I hope you can stick around for this Mother's Day edition solo episode. And that way I can kind of keep you up to date with what I'm currently doing, but also some of the valuable lessons that I learned from as a new mama and having a first child, because I feel like this is very important, especially for the new mamas out there. Ahora vámonos. So the first thing I want to talk to you all today is the valuable lessons that I learned as a new mom. Oftentimes we don't really talk about the first year and how difficult and challenging it is, especially for the new mamas out there who are navigating this new identity, this new path and journey of being a mama. Not only is it kind of like an experience that changes, like our day-to-day changes, our routines change, But our bodies change, our hormones change, our body is kind of readapting to 
this postpartum life. And so I think it's very important for us to really know and be aware about the different aspects that new moms and motherhood brings overall. There are three things that literally stood out as I was planning this episode. I hope that for those of you out there can consider this, especially if you are a first time mom. And so the first one is, it's okay not to give your 100%. Oftentimes we hear this whole concept of the super mom or la super mama or the perfect mom or even like the images and videos that we see on social media about all of these picturesque kind of perfect mom that we see out there. But really, I don't think that that is true. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that those moms also struggle. I'm pretty sure that we have a certain capacity as human beings and therefore it is totally okay that you don't give your 100%. It is okay to put in less than that. And I am not here to quantify how much you should give yourself in towards raising your children or towards motherhood. But I think that if you feel like you didn't achieve certain things, give yourselves some grace. Know that there is always a tomorrow. Someone else can help you or you will get it done. And that is okay. We cannot be in this mindset where you can finish it all. Whether if it's like doing all of the laundry in one day. Like for me, that is kind of impossible. I cannot do laundry in one day. I would say like it takes me two to three days to really finish the laundry and then the next thing I know it's like we're still piling up some dirty clothes and I do not want to put all of my energy towards little things like that because then what happens we don't become present with our children we don't even become present towards ourselves we don't give ourselves that grace we just are putting all of the negative kind of energy towards things that will essentially get done And it is okay to just let it go or it is okay to just wait until the next day. And so know that there is no rule book on how to be the perfect mom, la super mama. And so I just want to give you this kind of reminder because I wish that this was something that someone would have told me, especially the first year. The second lesson that I learned as a new mom is that you do not have to fully change your old identity as a woman once you become a mom. And really, this was something that was such an eye-opener, especially when I invited my guest, Gris Madrigal, who is a mindset coach. On episode 27, she mentioned how it is okay that we can differentiate the difference between being a woman and being a mom. And so really, how do we become a woman first before being a mom? And I know that that sounds selfish for some of you. Maybe this can be a little uncomfortable, but I think that this is one of the lessons that I honestly learned. Someone who thought that as soon as I became a mom, I had to be in this full mother mode. And 
I left a career that I was very passionate about and I'm still struggling with that where I am still contemplating whether if I should go back or not but to be honest I haven't been having this level of satisfaction for a very long time since I left my past career in college access work uh, where right now I'm just doing a job that I just decided to to take because I thought that it would allow flexibility. I thought that it would fully remove me from what I used to do so that I can focus on my family. But oftentimes, you know, you're at your job for the majority of your day. We really want to be intentional about what is it that we want as mujeres, right? As career women or as professionals or even as women who just want to be outside of the house for a little bit. I think that is completely fine. And and even if you don't want to go back to your job or if you just want to take a little bit of a break, honestly, I am considering that too. I think it is okay to still keep your old identity as a woman. Know your worth, know your value. And it doesn't mean it you should know your worth and value on a monetary aspect, but really how are you taking care of yourself as a woman, as a mujer, and really differentiating the difference between being a woman and a mom. You know, we already carry on so much load. We already carry on a lot of the responsibilities, a lot of the tasks, and being a mom can be exhausting. And at the end of the day, you know, if you don't have this level of satisfaction with yourself, then that's when we can ask ourselves, okay, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) And again, it is okay to say that. What am I doing wrong that I am not prioritizing on myself? And that should be a question that you can ask yourself. And that is when you can literally find that difference between being on full mom mode versus being yourself and prioritizing on yourself. So that's something to consider. Again, this was something that I truly learned and I'm still learning up until this day with a two-year-old. And I hope that you can consider this additional lesson that I learned as a new mom. The third valuable lesson that I learned as a new mom is how important communication is. It is very important to communicate with your partner. It is important to communicate with your village and ensuring that you are not doing all of this parenting stuff alone. And I know that it is very hard, again, I guess kind of going back to the second point here, it is very hard for us to ask for help, especially as Latina women. We don't know how to ask for help. We don't know when to seek for help until we get to the very point where we're like, exhausted or overwhelmed or anxious or not feeling well and I think it is okay to start communicating with the people that you care about but the people that care about you as well. I'm pretty sure that you have trusted individuals within your circle and if you are not explaining to them or telling them how you feel or, you know, if you are looking for specific advice or that you are looking for support, then no one else is going to know. Everyone assumes that, you know, oftentimes moms can handle everything. And again, it is very important to just be an open book, 
to keep your door open <laughs> for anyone who is asking to support you, truly take it because you never know if you're going to need some additional help later on during your parenting journey. And so this is something that I honestly learned, especially communicating with my partner, my husband in this case, where I'm like, I cannot do the dishes today. And he steps up to do it. And and sometimes you have to nudge people, you know, especially your partner. And if you are married with a with a man, sometimes you do have to nudge them for just a little tiny bit. But again, you can't just assume that they're not going to do it. Sometimes for men, it can take them a longer time to realize that you actually need help. And that is okay. That could be kind of like their personality or what have you. And so I think it's very important to be open in your communication and know that you will get the support if you literally ask for it. And so these are all of the valuable lessons that I learned as a new mom. I hope that you can take them into consideration, especially if you are a new mama yourself. There were a lot of things that I learned after having my first child. And so there are three kind of things that came to mind. The first one is that I realized that I am parenting my own child. My husband and I both decided to have children. And even though we are doing this together, we oftentimes get influenced by our cultura. We get highly influenced by what people say and we get very influenced by all of the unsolicited advice. And even though we know that what our mission is, we know what our agreements are when it comes to our parenting styles and like the way that we parent, we still feel like we get judged by certain decisions that we make. We feel like we are different (laughs) in the way that we parent. But then again, we are parenting our own children. And that is something that I had to learn from myself in having my first child, right? And you really have the liberty in deciding how you want to parent, what you want to do as a parent. There, like I said, there is no rule book, there is no manual on how to parent, even though there's a lot of resources out there that you can find and you can implement those into your household. But really, you make meaning of your own parenting. And so this was a really big thing that I learned as I had my first child. And it really helped me build resilience. It helped me build independence in our decision making of like how we would want to parent. The second thing that I learned from my first child is that it doesn't get easier, but it gets different. So when I was pregnant of D, People would tell me that the newborn stage is so hard. And then once he turned one, they told us, oh my gosh, you're going to have a toddler soon. They are extremely difficult. And I feel like each year when D gets older, we are receiving comments and even warnings of like how each year becomes challenging and even more challenging. But as I sat down thinking about this, like, I'm like, I don't believe it doesn't get easy. I don't believe it gets hard. I believe it gets different. 
And as our children grow, we are growing as well. And many people think that, you know, each year it can get a little harder. I think there's a lot of fear around these stigmas about childhood development. And I think that we should kind of change that narrative because if we aren't fully grasping on the certain milestones, right, and the certain special moments as they get older, then I feel like we're missing out. We're not going to be fully present, right? And so this is something that, you know, I really encourage new mommies out there that, yes, it does get a little challenging. (laughs) Right now we are struggling with a two-year-old. Dee is going through a hitting phase and we do not like it. But what we are doing is, you know, we are trying to set a good example for him to not only validate his feelings, talking about feelings, acknowledging that he may be frustrated or mad or annoyed, but also we are giving him boundaries, right? We're telling him that, you know, hands are not for hitting. Las manos no son para pegar. And we redirect him to other things so that his mind can be focused on something else than what his intentions are when he either hits an adult or hits a child, which he has done, unfortunately. But I need to think to my to myself, okay, well, this is only a phase. I know that right now he doesn't have the words to express himself, right? And so really educating ourselves is very important because the more that we know about childhood development, the more empathetic we become and we're not dealing with difficult children, quote unquote. I I hate that word. (laughs) And I think that if we change that narrative, you know, it, it becomes a little better as we educate ourselves as well. And so know that it doesn't get easier, but it gets different each and every time your child grows. And also one of the things that I learned from my first child, D, is that becoming present is so, so important. And kind of going back of my second point, it's important to just like indulge on those special moments as your child gets older, right? Don't rush the milestones. Embrace it. And although it is normal to grieve the newborn stage or the innocent child ages or, you know, it's it's totally normal to grieve that our babies are growing up. But as we become present with our children and savor those special moments with them, it it just makes things all worth it. And you will be able to create beautiful memories with them while also being fully present in that current milestone that they're in. Instead of looking back or even looking forward into their lives, I think it is so important to just be in the moment each and every child brings into your life and how their uniqueness brings into your life as well. So just a little reminder, you know, becoming present and not rushing into the the different milestones that they go through. That way you can really enjoy those special moments with them. Ahora, as far as with what I am doing now as we are growing our family, well, currently I am in my third trimester. At the time of this recording, I'm 36 weeks pregnant. And so we are definitely preparing for baby number two to come. 
And as I'm kind of preparing for Bebe Numero Dos, I'm taking it a lot easier, I feel like, than the first time around. I am giving myself grace if things don't get done. I actually just put in a lot of laundry for the newborn clothes and, and everything like that. But I haven't yet finished putting them into the drawers. And, you know, we are somewhat finished with the nursery. And so there's still a lot of things that we have to get done. But honestly, like if they don't get done, it's going to be okay. Because I know I'm going to get the help. And also, all what I need right now is just like the bassinet next to our bed. If baby comes tomorrow, right? And plus, I'll be in the hospital for like a couple days too. So I, I I don't need to have everything all set and ready. And again, Instagram kind of tells us like, oh, you have to have this perfect nursery before welcoming baby. But you know what? It's okay. It doesn't have to get done. Physically, I have been enduring a lot of back and hip pain with this baby. I feel like, I don't know, I just, I thought that I would have room for this baby to grow. But for some reason, I am just having a lot of back pain, especially lower back pain, and then hip pain, which kind of stinks, especially when you're sleeping on your side. And so currently, I'm taking physical therapy. These exercises are helping a lot. And it's very different. I've never gone to physical therapy before. So essentially, they do kind of like massage therapy, they do cupping. And so it's, it's very different. In fact, I will be interviewing a physical therapist, a pelvic floor physical therapist specifically, and I am very excited for our conversation. So that may air sometime in the near future, I would say. And that way you get to know more about the benefits of going with a pelvic health specialist. Currently, baby is breached, so I am 36 weeks pregnant, and I'm like, this baby is still up there. Baby hasn't fallen down, and so I am a little concerned about that just because you do hear things about, oh, if your baby is breached, then you're going to have to have a C-section, but I am trying my best to avoid that. There are many different ways to work your body and to help baby kind of go head down. And so right now I am going with a chiropractor who focuses on the Webster technique. And essentially the application of the Webster technique can result in an 82% success rate for preventing breach deliveries. Essentially it is a chiropractor that specializes in a very specific type of method for pregnant women. And it doesn't have to be if you have a breech baby, but for the most part, a lot of women who are pregnant go with a chiropractor who specializes in this kind of technique if their baby is breached. And knowing that there is an 82 success rate, I'm like, yes, I'll take it. Unfortunately, in our comunidad, a lot of people aren't aware of this. You know, when I told my family that, oh, I have a breech baby, they're like, vas a tener cesárea? And I'm like, uh, that is not the goal. <laughs> but there are many different ways to prevent that. And one of them is going to the chiropractor, which this is my first week going. And honestly, it has been very helpful for me as I'm 
learning a lot more about my body and how it functions and how everything is kind of connected. In addition to going to the chiropractor, I'm also utilizing other methods such as traditional medicine. So my midwife actually recommended that I do moxibustion. And it is essentially a traditional Chinese medicine that is technically acupuncture, but you utilize moxa sticks, which is essentially they look like cigarettes and they're very smoky, especially if you get the traditional ones. But essentially you put the stick on each side of your pinky toe and like the corner of your pinky toe and your nail. And that is essentially an acupuncture point where you put the moxa stick right next to it about an inch and a half away from your pinky toe. And you keep it there for 20 minutes. And essentially the aroma, the smoke, the herbs, which is made out of mugwort, it's supposed to kind of make the baby a lot more active. And the baby kind of reacts to that. And it essentially helps the baby kind of like flip over. We're also doing the rebozo mandiada, which is essentially you're wrapping the rebozo around your belly and someone kind of sifts it who is behind you. You are in all fours. And my mom, my grandma, they, they say que, que it works. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do that. And then finally, I'm also doing some spinning babies exercises. So spinning babies was created by a midwife who essentially has helped many women who have breech babies to literally spin them around. And so they do provide different exercises, but also positions and different techniques to help baby to turn. And so I am hopeful that I have a smooth delivery. I am hopeful that this baby is going to turn, but I'm also being very aware that things may not go my way (laughs) and that is okay. I do have a birth plan. Um, I am working with a doula. I interview Isabel Gonzalez-Smith, who is a doula herself. And so I really encourage you to check that episode out. I'll share it in the show notes if you are considering a doula for those of you who are mamas-to-be. But I am doing what I can. You know, I'm getting all the support that I have. And we'll see. You know, I have to be open that this is going to be a different delivery a different labor experience, a different childbirth experience. And I cannot compare this experience with my first. And that is okay. What Alex and I talked about taking advantage of la cuarentena while we are going through this postpartum kind of experience. And so we, we know that we cannot do it all by ourselves. We also have to keep in mind that, you know, we're just reestablishing ourselves. This is going to be a new journey for us as we are now becoming a family of four, not three, but four. And so we are definitely going to count on our village and I'm going to take advantage of La Cuarentena. I'm actually excited that I will be having an episode coming up soon about what the Cuarentena is because oftentimes we are not really familiar what La cuarentena is, especially for us who are either first or second or third generation 
folks here in this country. And so really, if we want to reclaim our culture or really embrace our cultura, then it is very important to kind of think about different ways in which our ancestors have done their own postpartum experience. And part of that is la cuarentena. So let me know if you are interested to learn more about it. I would love to interview someone. I know that I have a prospective person in mind, but if you know of anyone, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or email me at podcast at vivalamami.com. All right, so how am I really preparing for Bebe Numero Dos? So really, I am shifting my mindset and I am trying to really be aware about like how different it will be adding an additional child in our family. And I have to be more aware that I have to give myself grace and be present with my children. I know that it's going to be overwhelming. I know that it's going to be very different. But again, I want to be in this different mindset and kind of going back to my very first point, I cannot do it all. I cannot do 100% of it. I cannot be that perfect mama. I cannot be that super mama. And so really thinking about that from the beginning can help me essentially get into this whole mindset shift. Also, as I'm preparing for Bebe Numero Dos, I want to seek professional support. So like, and when I had D, I didn't seek like a lactation consultant. I didn't seek like postpartum care, like a pelvic floor specialist. I didn't seek therapy right away. And so now as I've grown as a mom and especially as a new mom, I realize that there is professional support for a reason. If there is anything that you need, whether if it's breastfeeding support or a therapist, because you may think that you may have postpartum depression, then it is very important to really listen to yourself, listen to your body, really be aware of like what you need. And there is help out there. It's just a matter of seeking out for that help and that professional support. And finally, I will continue to do self-care. I am very, very excited to do Mommy and Me yoga. There's actually a yoga studio nearby that offers that. And so, yeah, this can be as simple as going off on a walk by yourself. It could be as little as getting your nails done once you are ready to go outside after having baby. And so for me, I definitely want to do that. I want to focus on myself and not fully being in that mom mode. Like I mentioned, again, it is okay to prioritize on yourself because you cannot pour from an empty cup. So what's in it for Viva La Mami now that I'm having a second child. Well, no te preocupes, I'll be around. But I do want to let you know that I will be taking a break. And so I will be active on Instagram from time to time or as much as I can. That way you can keep up to date with my new life as a mama of two boys. And as I recover from the fourth 
trimester, like how they say, but during that postpartum period and beyond, I will have a couple episodes published between now and I don't know, maybe by the time I have baby, who knows, but I will be taking a short break until probably late summer. So that way I can just indulge in those newborn snuggles. And obviously that way I can adjust to being a mommy of those. However, please keep me in mind, and if there are any topics you'd like to listen to on the Viva La Mami podcast, please send me an email at podcast at vivalamami.com, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is Viva La Mami, and yeah, I would appreciate you sharing what you'd like to hear more as we all can redefine the meaning of motherhood as bicultural and bilingual Latina moms. And so I am very excited for what's to come with Viva La Mami. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us to continue to build community together. I'm always open to receiving feedback and suggestions and ideas from all of you listeners out there. But yeah, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this solo episode to kind of keep you up to date with why where I'm at, but also just to acknowledge the fact that us mamas do a lot and I just wanted to validate how you can also make meaning of your own motherhood journey and it is without any judgment, at least for me. <laughs> know that if you are receiving unsolicited advice or if you are receiving shame from your family members or people that you're close to, know that whatever you're doing is 100% okay. Your kids are going to love you regardless. And the way that you make meaning of your own motherhood journey is your very own and your children's. And so know that you are very much appreciated. I, I love hearing many stories from many mamas out there, especially those that have come to the podcast and shared their story. All of us are different. All of us come from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different intentions, different ways of raising our own children. But know that we do this out of love, out of care, and that way we can create the best generation for our family's lineage. And so really think about that. Know that whatever you do as a mom, it is very much appreciated. Even though, again, like I said, every day is Mother's Day because we mother every day. It's not like we just take a break for 364 days and then one day we just become moms. Like, no, we mother every day. And so it is very important to not just be aware of that, but also to be aware of ourselves, who we are, our worth as mujeres, and how we are setting a good example for our children. So, amiga, feliz Dia de las Madres. Happy Mother's Day to all of the beautiful mommies out there. I hope that this day is as special as you are. And I hope that you are treated well, that you receive whatever you wanted for Mother's Day, whether if it's a gift or a meal or nothing. If you just wanted your own day by yourself, hey, all power to you. But know that you are truly appreciated. And I really, really am privileged to be a part of this 
comunidad de mujeres, this community of mothers. And that is such an honor and a privilege. So, que viva la mami. All right. Well, amiga, thank you for being here. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Viva La Mami podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a review and write what episode really resonated with you. If you really loved it, share it on social media or with an amiga. As always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Make sure to follow me at Viva La Mami on Instagram or visit vivalamami.com. Please note the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be replaced by your healthcare provider nor taken as professional advice. <laughs>